Welcome to episode 7 of the Willow Hill Podcast. I'm Pastor Joe, and today we'll be looking to one of the Psalms and reflecting on trusting God for the future. you as always if you're enjoying this content please share it with a friend we have a facebook group where the content here as well as what pastor dave has been working on will be posted please drop me a line on facebook joe meaden or email pastor joe at willowhill.com and we'd love to get you connected today we are going to continue with another devotion from the psalms so i hope this passage is a blessing to you and your family have you ever been on a trip with a small child We used to take long car rides down to visit my grandparents in Tampa, Florida, and that 20-plus hour car adventure was frequently met with a very simple question from my sisters and me. Oh wait, you already know what it is though, right? Are we there yet? No, we're still 12 hours away. But how long is that? How many minutes are left? Now these questions certainly incessantly poked at my parents are reflective of a very immature understanding of time. But when you're locked in a car, it feels like an eternity. The thing we didn't know as kids was to be locked in a car with little children is an eternity. But if we're being honest, a lot of our conversations with God take on the same dynamic. We don't see or understand time as we ought to. And this psalm starts with a meditation on the nature of time and on the nature of God and brings us to learn to praise him and trust him as we move through these varied and sometimes difficult seasons of life. We're going to be in Psalm 90 today. So let me read that for you, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to the dust and say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday, when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, and in the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger, By your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are seventy, or even by the reason of strength, eighty. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and of your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen evil. 
Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now, as we go into this text, we first need to understand the context of this psalm's place in the Psalter. You see, the psalms are divided into five books. But if you read the psalms from beginning to end, you would see a very distinct flow. The first three books of the psalms are dominated by lament psalms, psalms that are expressing the brokenness of life and the brokenness of this world and asking God to do something about it. However, books four and five are dominated by praise psalms, and their focus is predominantly thanking God for who he is and what he has done and calling us to join in the song. This is especially interesting because as the psalm we get to is Psalm 90, it is the hinge point for the whole Psalter. It is the first psalm in book four, that transition point that brings us to predominantly praise songs. The psalm doesn't follow the traditional elements of only praise or lament rigidly, but contains elements of both. It begins with truth about God, moves to our plight, and finishes with a prayer to God on behalf of his people. Let's take a look at those parts as we go over this. I hope that your prayer would be fed and fueled by the words of Moses today. Now let's take a look at these three parts as we go over it. And I hope that your prayer would be fed and fueled by the words of Moses today. First, he gives us reflections of truth about God. First, Moses affirmed that God is eternal and beyond time. Before the mountains existed, before the seas and everything in it were formed, God was there. Before our worries, our fears, our problems, our very existence, God was there. He then contrasts God's eternality with our finitude. He watches generation after generation pass away and calls them home one by one, but he, God, remains through it all. Then verse 4 reflects God's eternality by describing his relationship with time. A thousand years in his sight are like yesterday when it's in the past. God sweeps them all away like grass that's renewed in the morning and dies in the evening. Implied here, and then explicitly stated in verses 9 and 10, is the contrast to us. We can't see past our own lifetimes. We even struggle to see past today. These truths are wonderfully reassuring, especially during this time of crisis. Every day brings a new prognosis, a new set of facts, a new set of fears stoked by the media or charts floating around on Facebook. We can't see past this moment, and we're often terrified. But God is not like that. He sees the end from the beginning. God was here long before this crisis, and he will be around long afterward. He is not worried or afraid. He sees it all. That should give us hope and confidence. In the second section, Moses begins ruminating on the distress that the people find themselves in. Now, we don't know what specific event that he is referring to, but in any case, his reflection goes to the deservedness of God in his carrying out of the punishment and disaster to the people of Israel in this case. Now, I'm not suggesting that the coronavirus or whatever tragedy you are currently experiencing is a direct result of your own secret hidden sins. However, in this text, Moses is telling the people that their sins have brought this upon them. 
he further develops this idea that he mentioned earlier about God's eternality and man's finiteness. In verse 10, Moses says that the span of our life is 70 or 80 years, but it's full of toil and trouble. You may reflect on your recent or past days and feel that this sentiment summarizes well that which was so eloquently described about life in the movie The Princess Bride. Life is pain, and anyone who tells you otherwise is selling something. But the good news is this, that in spite of the present reality of pain in our lives, which is occasionally brought on by our own foolishness, our own selfishness, our own sinful choices, as it was in this case for the people of Israel, God is still present and still able to affect that scenario. Whether it was brought on by these cases or not, God is the anchor point that gives us hope and gives us a solution. This leads us to Moses' prayer. It focuses on a couple things. First, Moses asks God to help us change our perspective. He says famously, teach us to number our days. You may be doing a lot of day numbering until you can get out and go out and about with your normal daily life. You may be waiting on a surgery. You may be waiting on the resolution of a conflict that's been pulling at you for some time. Let us pray though, Lord, teach us to number our days, to see them the way that God does. This isn't about numbering our days in some sort of calamitous or, or fretful way, but to see our lives as God does, to count them as he does, to see that this life is just a vapor passing away and that we shouldn't place our hope or our despair on what's happening in the news, what's happening circumstantially in this life. Lord, give us your eternal perspective perspective that both sees you, O Lord, correctly, and also understands our lives, our time, accurately. Here's what this looks like in the midst of whatever has you concerned and struggling today. Trust the Lord for what you don't know. Understand that this time is a season, and it may be a difficult season, but it is not forever. Remember that God is the God of eternity, and his plans extend far beyond our brief lives. Set your eyes on God, And number your days as God does. Don't waste your time waiting. Live for and trust God today. Verse 14 says it this way, Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Next, he asks that God would turn our sorrowful and stressful season to joy and value. Verse 15 says, Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, For as many years as we have seen evil, we don't know what the future will hold, and we don't know what the next season of life will be like. He prays that we would trust God and asks God to bring us brighter days. Thankfully, this prayer only becomes more certain and more compelling when viewed in light of the ministry of Jesus Christ. See, he provides hope not just for an earthly season of good after all this is over, but a heavenly one. That even after this life terminates, God's work is not finished. We have hope as we rely on Jesus for eternal life. Moses continues to pray for our personal transformation as this psalm ends, asking that God's work would be demonstrated by our actions and our faithfulness as we trust the Lord. He asks that the favor of God be upon us as we have our work established by him. Do you realize that this season isn't just about getting through it? 
God is calling us to work the works of God. Think of Ephesians 2.10, that he has saved us and we are his workmanship created in Christ for good deeds. Are you using the season to fixate on all the bad things? Or are you seeking to show others who God is? Are you demonstrating faithfulness to your family and to your neighbors? Are your social media posts resting in God's truth or clamoring for some sort of relief in this life? Are you projecting a life of trust in God or only of either self-reliance or complete dismay? Now is the time for us to submit our hearts and minds before the Lord and to pray with Moses. Lord, we know you're eternal. We are finite and we get off track so easily. Help us to trust you. Bring us a season of joy in your time and help us to honor you while we walk through the strange and unique time you have assigned us for now. I hope that reflecting on this passage has helped you and challenged you to trust the Lord and to see his goodness and strength in every season. production has been for the congregation of Willow Hill Baptist Church in Willoughby, Ohio. If you are in the Cleveland area, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me at pastorjoe at willowhill.com if you'd like to contact me. Please leave a review or share this episode with your friends. The music for the Willow Hill podcast has been provided by Scott Holmes.